Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Good evening and welcome to a good afternoon, I should say, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Well, how's the last 24 year, hours of your uh, life been? How, how's it been, huh? I was in the studio last night until about midnight, uh, being in the studio since yesterday morning at about 6 a.m. There is uh, a lot to digest today. There's a lot to get, uh, to get through today. But I will tell you, uh, most if not all of the show today will be about the unprecedented raid by the FBI of Donald Trump's home. That will be the lion's share of the show today because it is that important for the future of the country. This is something that we've never seen before. We have never seen the FBI <clears throat> do what they have done to Peter Navarro, do what they have done to, uh, to so many other Trump officials, to the President of the United States. We have never seen this kind of behavior before. This president was also impeached after he left office. That had never been done before either. My first year in radio out of college was 1989. In that year, I started writing comedy for a guy named Rush Limbaugh. A couple of other things happened that year. The Berlin Wall fell. I remember watching the Berlin Wall fall. I was at the radio station KARL K102 in Columbia, Missouri, and I was in the newsroom watching the Berlin Wall fall. And I felt an enormous amount of joy when it fell peacefully. After years of suffering abuse on the East German people, after years of freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of commerce being crushed by the state in East Germany, the Goliath that was the Soviet Union collapsed under its own weight. That same year, Tiananmen Square appeared to be following the same course. The people were standing. They were tired of the injustice. They were tired of the censorship. They were tired of the lack of freedom of, of expression. They were tired of the government control of every part of their lives. There was a man who stood in front of a tank, never learned his name. Don't know if he lived, but I doubt it. This was the infancy of, of uh I guess video production and sharing things like this, being able to escape communist countries like this. We didn't have cell phones then. But we know that one night, the lights went out. We know that one night, the cameras were turned off. And we know that night that thousands of people who crowded Tenement Square to peacefully protest against the overreaching communist government they were murdered in mass. They were murdered by the thousands. They were shot. They, with their bicycles, were crushed by tanks to the point that you couldn't separate flesh from metal. And they washed the bodies into the storm drains. And the American media gave a meh about it. This is where we are. We have to decide whether we are going to have our government <clears throat> behave as China or collapse as 
the former Soviet Union, and I'm not talking about a wholesale collapse of the government. I am talking about reinvention. I'm talking about busting up the deep state, busting up the FBI. I was the first person on talk radio to say that the FBI needed to be dismantled. And time and time again, I got told, you, Rob, you, you know, you, they're good people working for the FBI. They're doing a great job. <clears throat> the FBI It's just the people at the top. No, there are good people in the FBI, certainly. But the FBI must be taken apart. It must be made like the former Soviet Union from the centralized state to the aforementioned, or I should say, the previously free countries. The FBI needs to be taken apart. The DHS needs to be taken apart. None of these agencies, the IRS, needs to be taken apart. So we have to decide which way the country is going to go. Is it going to be Tiananmen Square, or is it going to be the fall of the Berlin Wall? It can't be Tiananmen Square. It cannot be. If the federal government and the Democrat Party and the left succeed in preventing Donald Trump from running for president in 2024, that would mean the denial of two terms as president by hook or by crook. What comes next? If we allow this, where will they go next? If we allow the country to go further down this path that the Democrat Party and the left and the class of 1968 have taken us, where do we go next? And when do we stop and when do we start tearing down the wall? On January the 6th, I was hoping that the crowd of a million people who went to see Donald Trump speak and asked for a fair hearing about impropriety during the presidential election. The thoughts that all of us had that it was stolen, that five battleground states stopped counting the votes when Joe Biden was desperately behind, and the next morning votes showed up by the millions, by the millions mostly, almost 100% and sometimes 100% in favor of Joe Biden. When we were told in Atlanta that it was a water main break that stopped the vote counting, and we discovered that they actually hauled out cases of ballots and ran them through multiple times, I came up with the expression, why do I believe that the 2020 election was stolen? Because I got tired of reading the laundry list of evidence that I had and that the mainstream media ignored. So I just said, I'm not stupid. Every abuse of power, every bit of chaos that has happened pl uh, in this country since Donald Trump came down the escalator, all of that was about destroying Donald Trump, destroying the MAGA movement, and making the country a Marxist paradise. All of this that you have been through, all of this with regard to COVID, all of the COVID, the reason why 2020 happened was because it was 2020. That's all. 
I said that while it was happening. And now, why in the world, when we are being threatened by China, when we are involved in a war between Ukraine and Russia, why when we are in economic collapse, why when we have the highest inflation we've had in 40 years, most of your lives, if not all of your lives, why is the IRS, the FBI, and the federal government only interested in taking down Donald Trump? And they have tried again and again and again and again. And this is the latest outrage. And this, my friends, is the Democrat Pearl Harbor. This is the day that we say enough is enough. This is the day you say no. I am not talking about any sort of physical altercation. I am talking about saying no. I am talking about saying we are not going to go this way anymore. I'm asking that those in the federal government who have seen the indignity suffered on the American people and the overreach of your various departments that you will consider resignation or not going to work. We are seeing people fleeing the CDC. We know this is true. We are seeing, and we saw last week, FBI whistleblowers coming forward. The same FBI whistleblowers, by the way, uh, from the same field office that gave the thumbs up to this raid of Mar-a-Lago. Also this weekend, our federal government rammed through a massive spending package against the will of the people. In that spending package is the funding of the doubling of the enforcement of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS agents. Did America ask for 87,000 new IRS agents? Not one person wants this. But if the federal government can bust into Donald Trump's home searching for anything wholesale, including breaking into a safe, which would require another warrant. If the federal government can do that to find a piece of minutia, which they could use to keep him from running for president again then I certainly would find a line or a figure in your tax return from the last 10 years that could ruin your life. Which way do you want to go? Do you want to be in Tiananmen Square? Or do you want to be standing on the other side of the wall as you push it over? The number is 800-922-6680. I thought about just opening the show with the number today. Just letting you talk about this. Your thoughts about it. I wanted to bring game today. I wanted to bring sound today. I wanted to bring fury today. And I've got a lot on the plate. Dick Morris joins us at the bottom of the hour. Dick Morris' new book says that the Democrats are going to try to do three things to prevent Donald Trump from running again. 
Guess what? Number one just fell yesterday. 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. They are coming after me because I am fighting for you, and we are fighting for those who have no voice, and we will win because we know how to win. You need to decide whether you want to be under the tank treads in Tiananmen Square or on top of the Berlin Wall. That's what you need to decide. Yesterday, former President of the United States home raided. The federal government, the FBI, which is officially over in my book, the FBI took 30 jackbooted Stasi to Donald Trump's residence and did a wholesale raid of his residence on the behest of the National Archives, signed off by a judge that represented Jeffrey Epstein. Bruce Reinhardt represented several employees of Jeffrey Epstein. He sanctioned the unannounced raid on Mar-a-Lago. He left the local U.S. Attorney's Office over a decade ago to help members of staff. Bruce Reinhardt acted for several employees of the billionaire pedophile. Uh, he left the uh, local U.S. Attorney's Office over a decade ago to help staffers, including his pilots and Jeffrey Epstein's scheduler. Meanwhile, the lawyer also revealed to have donated Barack Obama's campaign $2,000 in 2008. The two warrant applications entered the system on Monday but do not disclose that Trump was the target. Reinhardt was made a magistrate judge four years ago after spending tiered years in the private sector where he worked with some of Jeffrey Epstein's staff, including the billionaire's pedophiles uh, pilots, scheduler Sarah, Sarah Kellen, and who he called his U Yugoslavian sex slave Nadia Mersenkova. Let's go to Gary in Kingsville, Maryland. Hello, Gary. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, Rob, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, these people on the left, this deep state, this establishment has been poking the bear for a long time now. Yeah. They've been convincing us through their actions that the laws don't apply to them, that our votes don't matter, yeah. and that they are going to tell us what rights we're going to have and what rights we're not going to have. And they are going to go so far as to go to a former president's home without – I cannot believe that there's a legitimate cause for this action compared to all the other things that I have seen these people do in the past regarding other 
Democrats as opposed to other Republicans. Well, exactly. And Hillary Clinton had her own server. Hillary Clinton had uh, 36,000 emails that she deleted. She said that they were uh, uh, emails involving her daughter's wedding and yoga, which, uh, you know, begs the question, yeah, sure, uh, Hillary Clinton does yoga. Uh, that was, you know, humorous line. Um, but uh, And then also Hunter Biden's laptop. Every day we see photos. We read emails. We see all of this. The FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop in 2019. They ignored it before the presidential election. The FBI is over as it was founded. It's over. When, and it has to, we have to overthrow this government with our votes on in November. That's what we have to do. That's where the revolution is. When that happens, we blow up the FBI figuratively. I know what you're going to say, Gary, but go ahead. Look, (laughs) you're going to say that they're going to steal the election. I have no. I'm telling you, brother, that I, I I prayed that this would not happen. I have tried to talk people who have warned me that that there was some violence that was on the horizon. I have asked them to dissuade themselves of such. But I am a student of history, my friend. And I'm telling you that when I stick my head out the door, I smell a revolution coming. And I don't mean a political revolution. I'm telling you that I, I don't think that the people, that particularly Republicans and conservatives, a- anymore have any confidence in government to correct itself. You're right. And you, I am sorry. I don't want it right. to come to this. I dread the idea that it would come to this kind of violence. But I've seen it before, and I think that we're, that we're going to be bring that they have brought this upon us. Now, Gary, did you realize that posting these words on social media could get you a visit from the FBI. Let me read from hey, this Rob, document. I don't Let me no, no. Go on social media. I don't. I know. I, I know. Waste but my but time. listen. But listen to me. If you espouse these words on social media, you'll get a visit from from the FBI. I want you to listen and see if you can guess the document. The unanimous declaration of the 13 the United States of America when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. I, I'm well aware of that document, my mm, friend. Yes, you it's, are. It's hanging up in my dining room. Very good, sir. Eighty-five percent of the American population thinks the country is going in the right dire- or the wrong direction. This is our moment, Gary. All I can tell you right now is you have to figuratively keep your powder dry until November, and that is it's going to be hard. They're going to throw everything at us, Gary. They're going to throw everything at us before November, and we have got to keep level heads about us and have a plan. All right. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate the phone call. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Leventi Baria, the most ruthless and longest serving secret police chief in Joseph Stalin's reign of terror, is credited with saying, show me the man. I will show you the crime. He served as a deputy premier from 1941 until Stalin's death in 1953. He said that you target the man first, then proceed to find or fabricate a crime. Joe Biden actually quoted Stalin earlier this year. It's not who votes, it's who count the votes. Yes, they're this obvious about it. Dick Morris, next. 
Don't go anywhere. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. As we secure the border, another key priority for the next Congress and the next president will be to drain the swamp once and for all. And he had a very good start on it until 2020, where I believe the election was taken from him. I spoke to Dick Morris yesterday. He's written this wonderful book called The Return. He joins me on the Newsmax hotline. My, what a difference 24 hours makes, sir. Yeah, I spoke with President Trump twice last night. And um, he just is, uh, first of all, he makes very clear that he believes this was ordered by Joe Biden. And um, he said that Biden can't stand the idea that he won't admit that the election, that Biden won the election fairly. Um, which he didn't, but he blames Trump for saying the opposite. And uh, it, what was clear from talking with the with former president and just the situation in general is what I say in my book, The Return. This party is dedicated to the destruction of one man, Donald Trump. This transcends party, it transcends ideology, uh, it, gets, it goes past everything. Uh, they are obsessed with the idea of destroying Trump. First, they invented this whole Russia hoax, spent two years on it, planted false stories all over the place. Then they impeached him twice and lost both times. Then they had this January 6th committee that tried to say that he was inciting a revolution for expressing his opinion that the election was stolen and rigged. Uh, and now they're breaking into Mar-a-Lago because they want to go hunt for documents, and you'll see over the next couple of months a stream of leaked documents one at a time, each taken out of context, each designed to embarrass Trump. And uh, he was gleeful, by the way, last night that they didn't find anything in the, his safe. He said they brought a safe cracker and there was nothing there. And, uh, it's, uh, but it is, it is revolting. It is horrible. It's terrifying. To my Dick, mind, the election issues are no longer just inflation and gas prices and yeah. unemployment and the border and Ukraine. The, the issue is democracy in America. Dick, you uh, now in your in your book, The Return, um, you said that uh, Donald Trump faces three big threats. Was yesterday one of them? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The government, the uh, the justice, so-called establishment. Do you realize this warrant was signed by a magistrate? Not a Supreme Court, not a U.S. Supreme Court judge, not a state Supreme Court judge, not a judge, a low-level magistrate, the kind of guy you go to to get married uh, or to get a wedding license. And uh, on the strength of that, they raided the home of a former president. It's unbelievable. And their purpose in the raid, I think, was just to get documents that they can then use to leak to try to embarrass him. Now, is it to embarrass him, or is it is it a bit to embarrass him, or is it show me the man, I'll show you the crime? Was it a uh, yes. uh, throwing out a dragnet to attempt to uh, find a piece of minutia that could uh, get him to not be able to run in 2024? Yeah, that's the ultimate goal, if they can come close to it. Remember, as I warn in the book, you have, a, you have an all-democratic jury in Washington, D.C. 
and the, and that's that's the group of people that need to indict him if he's going to be indicted. And uh, then you have uh, a bunch of Democratic judges who can adjudicate it. Eventually, on appeal, you have Republican judges, and on the Supreme Court, of course, you have a Republican majority. So it can't get that far, but it sure can uh, give the impression that Trump is wounded. That's what it's all about, Rob. They know that they can't take Trump out. They know that they're not going to get him barred. What they can do is to make him seem so vulnerable and so damaged that people turn to DeSantis or Pence or Haley or somebody else to run because they figure Trump is too beaten up. Uh, But it's having the opposite effect. This is galvanizing people around the country, making clear to us the dangers we face. When they took Bannon, I was upset. When they took Navarro, I was outraged. When they took Stone, when they took Manafort. But now they go after the president of the United States of America. And this puts us in the same category as Cuba and Venezuela and Russia. Uh, It makes us into a banana republic. I used to work in Argentina. I got the president elected there. And uh, as soon as he left office, they indicted him. And the president before him, when he was defeated, they indicted him. That last story is kind of funny. They they locked him up under house arrest, and his girlfriend was Miss Universe. <laughs> so she was locked up with her for a year. Well, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. But, Dick, let me ask you this. The president of the United States, you've spoken... You've you've spoken to him uh, many times. I was delighted on Sunday to receive a phone call from him. Um, Chris Ruddy was talking to him, and Chris handed the phone, and the president talked to me, and he was of great spirits. I, I've had the chance to meet him as the first president I've ever met. You've been doing this a long time. Um, we we How is he holding up? Because I'm going to tell you, I've never seen a family so... Uh, absolutely uh, persecuted. Uh, since uh, Donald Trump went down the escalator, how's he holding up? Because we are, now we're just pissed, and now we're ready to fight bullied. for him. He's bullied up by it, Rob. Uh, he was, uh, last night he was happy, he was up. He said, they finally showed their hand. They finally yes. overreached. Nobody's going to put up with this. This is going to sweep the country and make clear what I've been trying to say about this administration. And and then he was saying he was talking about Biden and saying, belittling him, saying that he doesn't know what he's doing, and uh, and the whole justice system. But um, Donald Trump last night on the phone was not a beaten down guy. He was an energized guy. The way he takes adversity is it mobilizes him and it turns him on, and uh, that's where he's at at the moment. That's good to know. Um, I was mentioning my first year in broadcasting was 1989. Uh, that was the year I started writing for Rush Limbaugh. That was the year that the Berlin Wall fell. That was the year that they attempted to do a Berlin Mall moment in Tiananmen Square. And the totalitarian Chinese crushed it literally and ended it. Um, right now, we have a government that I would say is as corrupt and as adversarial uh, as either of those were. I really believe this, Dick. Um, do you, f- I, I said to my, my listeners, you can choose to go the Tiananmen Square route or you can choose to go the, uh, the uh, Berlin Wall uh, route. Berlin Wall was, was peaceful, and I absolutely am down with peaceful. But do you, uh, do you see you know, that scenario? Rob, the, the attack when it comes 
is not going to come from the Justice Department. It's going to come from the IRS. Yes. Uh, the, in these totalitarian countries in Eastern Europe and the former communist countries in Eastern Europe, their goal is to get something on everybody. And what they do is they pass outrageous taxes that nobody can pay. And then when a businessman can't pay the tax, uh, they arrest them, they take away his assets, and they vilify him. And their goal is to criminalize most of our conduct by using the IRS to do it. I mean, in a good way, they use the IRS to get Al Capone. But now they're going to use it to get you and me. And it doesn't matter if we're honest. It doesn't matter if we pay our taxes. It doesn't matter if we overpay our taxes. You go through anybody's tax return, anybody, and you will find not only mistakes, you'll find felonies. Uh, not conscious, not deliberate, but things that people to persecute them. And most importantly, you'll find blackmail material. And uh, that is their strategy. That's what these guys are going to do. That's what they do in Eastern Europe, and it's what they're going to try to do here. And the predicate is the 80,000 extra IRS agents. They don't need that to collect revenue. They need that to terrorize the conservatives in America. And that's why I say in this book, the issues are no longer gas prices or inflation or Ukraine or the people pouring across the border or crime or dominating our cities. The issue is, are we going to have a republic? Are we going to have an election in 2028? Now, um, I had mentioned earlier uh, the uh, this chief of the secret police under Joseph Stalin used the line, show me the man, I'll show you the crime, which is yep. essentially you find the man first, you fabricate the crime. They're doing this with Donald Trump, with Mar-a-Lago, and they will do this to us with these 87,000 IRS agents. This is remarkable. Yep. Since the government of the United States literally tried to create a Department of Disinformation, Joseph Stalin coined that expression and created a Department of disinformation in 1923. Joe Biden earlier this year said, it's not about who votes, it's about who counts the votes. Another quote from Joseph Stalin. Do you suppose that they are so bold that they would literally go down the path to Marxism in the open? Well, they they are. Uh, Look at the one house bills. Look at the legislation the Democrats passed that the Republicans blocked. Let me just go through a few of them. There's a law that they passed in the Senate that makes it illegal to own your own business. Uh, unless the, and and you, you can't work for yourself. No mom-and-pop stores. No, uh, no, but no gig economy. No Uber drivers. No Lyft drivers. Everybody has to join the company, be on the payroll, and pay taxes and, and follow those, that regimen. Uh, otherwise, you get a huge fine from the IRS. Um, they've, they've, They've completely eliminated the concept of of girls' sports, and they've made it. Uh, they've, they've eliminated it. Anyone can cross the street and become uh, a woman and participate in women's sports. You know, when I became a Republican after being a Democrat, I did not have to go through hormone therapy or gender change surgery, <laughs> but but these folks do. Now, Dick, I want to ask you this, because I have said they're going to throw a lot of things at the wall before November. This was very big and very dramatic, but not a surprise to me. Uh, And and also the weekend, the passing of the bill uh, against the will of the American people, not a surprise to me. How bad can things get? How uh, what do you suppose could be next? They can get a lot worse uh, and they might. Uh, 
we have got to take the House and the Senate away from them in the election. But follow the sequence of events here. They had they had some momentum, they thought, with the January 6th committee. They had people scratching their heads and saying, boy, I didn't know Trump was this bad. And I didn't know he tried to deny it. You know, he tried to topple the government or incite a riot. Then it becomes clear that they have nothing on them. And that sits out there for a while. Then they say, well, we've weakened Trump with his base. Then he sweeps the Arizona primary, sweeps the Michigan primary, elects all of his candidates. Then they say, well, we can generate a primary by getting DeSantis to run against him. Then yesterday, DeSantis announces that he's joining a unity tour with Trump, where they're going to go to five different states and meet only with Trump-endorsed candidates and urge people to vote for them in the election. And then after that, they raid Mar-a-Lago. In other words, once it becomes clear that Trump has this nomination, shows up, uh, there's nothing that's going to stop them. They're going to go absolutely crazy. And what we need is control of Congress. Dick Morris, I, I, can we can we take can we take a break and come back with you? Do you have the time yes, to do yes, that yes. today? That would be yeah, such a blessing. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Dick Morris is on the phone. The Return is in bookstores everywhere. If you want a free copy, thereturn911.com. More with Dick Morris. I want to talk to Dick Morris. He's an insider in the Clinton White House. I want to talk about the difference between Hillary Clinton's server and the documents at Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Do not go anywhere. This is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Can you understand how 87,000 new IRS agents would scare the heck out of millions of Americans? Millions of Americans aren't going to be impacted by that other than getting better service from the IRS, having their telephone answer, getting the questions they need in order to comply with our tax laws. Now, that's Ben Cardin. Four percent of the the billions of dollars going to the IRS will be spent on uh, customer service, 57 percent on enforcement. Dick Morris, the author of a new book called The Return, it's excellent, joins us on the phone this morning to talk about uh, what happened happened yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. Dick Morris, you were involved uh, with the Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton uh, White House. Uh, You know (laughs) that I wrote for, that's when I really started cutting my teeth as a political satirist on the Rush Limbaugh program. Hillary Clinton went on to to do a number of things, including run for president unsuccessfully, blame Russia for it, Um, and then also to have uh, a private server with her own emails uh, after receiving $150 million into her, uh, her charitable foundation following uranium one and when she left uh, the state department um what uh, what let's talk about the double standard with regard to her and her 36 thousand emails and and what happened yesterday from an insider yeah. she, she takes the entire state department file puts it on her personal server and then farms off a large part of it to the husband of her chief aide who is who has had to resign from congress in a scandal and she doesn't get an FBI raid. She doesn't get indicted. She gets the pass, absolute pass. Trump doesn't do a thing, and you have an, an FBI raid on him. Uh, it, it is so to call it double standard is incredible. It's, this goes way beyond double standard. Uh, the, what, what I'm trying to convey, which is, is 
hard to put into words, is that this is no longer a partisan issue. This is no longer opposition to a political party. This is fear, terror, that Donald Trump is going to take their base away from them. He's already taken the white working class away. He's already taking the Hispanics away. He's already taking black men away, not black women yet. He's already taken the millennial generation away. The legs of the donkey are being cut out from under the Democratic donkey. And the Democrats can't continue to watch that happen. Uh, They've got to stop it at its source, and they've got to stop Donald Trump. And this is a perfect illustration of what they're going to do. And uh, I warned about it in my book. Yes, sir. We have to be prepared for it. Now, the one thing that I did, I think, cover in my last show with you is the that the Supreme Court is going to act, I believe, in the case of Moore versus Harper, to protect us from ballot fraud by putting the state legislatures in charge of the election machinery, not the governors, not the state courts, not the attorney generals, not the secretary of state, but the legislatures, which are largely Republican controlled. And I think that's going to make a vast difference. But, you know, you got to see it. Plan A was block Trump from getting the nomination. Plan B was to steal the election. Plan C was to impeach him when they couldn't. Uh, plan D was to impeach him after he left office. Plan E is to besmirch him and try to get a case against him so he can't run again. Uh, I mean, these, this, these are all sequential. And we're just watching the escalation of their desperation. All right, one final thing, and I got about thirty seconds for this. Um, what do you see happening if Republicans take over both houses of Congress uh, in uh, in November? Well, I think it'll be a. a I think that they'll take it over, and uh, I think that it'll be a, a deadly fight with the administration over repealing the stuff that they've done. We'll take it over, but we won't get a, we won't get sixty votes in the Senate. We might get 55 to 56, but not 60. And um, they're going to do everything they can to defend their current laws, the stuff that taxes they pass, the IRS stuff. I think they might be able to stop the IRS stuff by stopping the appropriations bills. The bill that passed is an authorization, not an appropriation, and you need 60 votes for the appropriation. So we may be able to stop that. We may have to close the government down. Yes, sir. There but I go. think if we close it down, over not letting the IRS have 80,000 new people to harass and spy on us, that'll be worth it. All right, Dick, we've got to run. I greatly appreciate you joining me today. Definitely get his book. And, Dick, I, I swear I want to have you on every week before the election because okay. uh, you I'll offer a great that. perspective. Uh, the Return, just go to thereturn911.com. We've got to take a break. God bless you, Dick. Thanks for the time today. We greatly appreciate it. It's The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. You know, there are a billion earbuds out there, but there's only one Raycon. I wear mine when I'm on the yard, working out, or just chilling. Raycon earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Optimized gel tips make them comfortable, and they don't budge. Frustrating when you're moving around and you lose an earbud on the floor. Raycon earbuds don't budge. Raycon earbuds give you eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, 
all priced at half the other premium audio brands. Also, there are three customizable sound profiles, so you could switch from, oh, I don't know, five-finger death punch to Lionel Richie with ease. And, of course, there's noise cancellation. So if you're riding in a car like I did for 16 hours with my family, you can enjoy your music or podcast in absolute bliss. Go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax today. Get 15% off your order. Huge 15% off the already incredibly priced Raycon earbuds. Awesome! That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number two, August 8th, 2020-22. A day that will live it in for me. They are coming after me because I am fighting for you, and we are fighting for those who have no voice, and we will win. One week ago tomorrow, we found out devastating information again, that the IRS apparently used for political purposes information about people's beliefs whether it is this is an abomination you have the sitting president of the united states joe biden conducting a raid on the person who is presumed to be his opponent in the next election and also the 45th president of the united states there is no justification for sending 30 friggin' FBI agents to the former president's compound in Mar-a-Lago in early morning and conducting themselves this way or in any other cases in which they've done exactly the same thing. The FBI is corrupt. This, this is Garland. some third world bullshit right here. Let me say it again. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. Yesterday was the last straw. We're fed up with critical race theory. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the FISA Court. We're fed up with mask mandates, vaccine mandates, the CDC, the NIA, and the misinformation campaign surrounding COVID-19. And we're fed up with Anthony Fauci. We're fed up with the politicians and the elitists in D.C. who are getting rich while the middle class falls further behind every year. We're fed up with Joe Biden, with Nancy Pelosi. with the January 6th Commission and those people who think that they can gaslight us. And we're fed up with Liz Cheney. 
That is Harriet Hegeman. She is leading Liz Cheney by about 25 points. Liz Cheney is in such desperate straits. She's begging Democrats to uh, cross aisles and vote against Harriet Hegeman. That's how bad and corrupt and awful she is. Her father is. The Bushes are. I could go on and on. This, I never realized how deep and corrupt the swamp was. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. Yesterday was a bellwether moment. The media right now is parroting this as some sort of a glorious day. Somehow this is a good thing. You have to realize that the media in this country right now enjoys 13% approval. So as you uh, maybe sneak over and you watch CBS, NBC, ABC and all that, and you see all of this, uh, this happiness, this glee, for this uh, this crime against uh, Donald Trump and against the American people realize that nobody gives a rat's rear end what these people have to say they have no they they do not trust them and they will not go down that road the FBI has raided the home of the immediate past president of the United States Rachel Maddow spent two years on her show promoting a collusion between Donald Trump and the Russian government to uh, throw an election that was proven false by an FBI Department of Justice investigation. She left the air full time. Uh, she said she was working on other projects. I hope that it was because of shame. It's, it feels both. But she doesn't have any. Astonishing and sort of inevitable in equal measure. Perhaps the orange jumpsuit is for is forthcoming i think the national democratic reaction is hallelujah let's pause for a second to look at how weird and horrible this is one day my two daughters will read a history book where today right. goes down as weird and horrible tomorrow is the day when you're going to want to buy the physical copy of the newspaper you're going to want to buy it and fold it carefully maybe put it in a little archival paper or parchment if you don't have that yeah, you might want to wrap it around a, a large stick and set fire to it and, uh, and then take a pitchfork in your other hand and head to Washington, D.C. And uh, here is Lee Smith on NBC talking about what we're up against. Listen to this. It's, it's a historic day insofar as Americans now understand what we are up against, our children. Our children's children will be looking to how we respond. This is how we are tested. They see it as a campaign of desecration and demoralization that started with Russiagate. It went through Kavanaugh. It went through impeachment. It went through the COVID lockdowns. It went through George Floyd. It's a campaign of demoralization and desecration. Now, the montage you heard just a moment ago from Harriet Hegeman, everything in that was because the Democrat, the mainstream media, and big social media want to destroy Donald Trump and their followers. We didn't have to go through any of this. Trying to dispirit mm. the American people. The important thing, again, is how we respond to this. That's what will be looked at in the future, because as you said, it's not just about Donald J. Trump. It's about the American public, too. It's about the oligarchy, the regime saying, you don't have a choice. You can't do anything about it. We govern your lives. We fill every... Yeah, I'm going to say uh, BS on that. Every part of you. That's why we really are a totalitarian regime. We can shape your children's gender. We can do whatever we want. So it's time for all of us, not just Republicans on the Hill. As Russ is always talking about, it's up to the American people to lead. This is Victor Davis Hanson. He's someone who, uh, when I see him speaking on television, I stop everything. And I listen to what he has to say. 
Here's what he had to say yesterday. Yeah, it's, there's a narrative, but the, the directors are the narrative, and they, it can't go on like this. It's really an existential threat. This is something like uh, the East German uh, Stasi in the Cold War. It really is. It's an ideological investigative group that is hired out by the left for particular retrieval services, whether it's a diary or a laptop or investigative services. Show me the man. I will show you the crime. Levin, it's the, this Levrinti Beria, the most ruthless and longest-serving secret police chief in Joseph Stalin's reign. He is attributed to these words. Beria targeted the man first, then proceeded to find or fabricate a crime. Here is uh, James Galliano on CBS This Morning. Yesterday, on top of all of it, one of my first uh, comments on social media was that the Biden White House said they had no advanced knowledge of the raid on Donald Trump's home. The President of the United States, the head of the FBI, had no advanced knowledge of the raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, something that has never been done in American history. The President of the United States says and expects us to believe that they had no advanced knowledge, to which I say what Dan Bongino said yesterday, bull you know. First of all, I think I, I shared just uh, the, the feeling of being absolutely stunned, like I think the rest of America is, over this news tonight and um, understanding that this is the personal residence of a of a former president. This is on CBS. I mean, the the approvals that would have to take place at the upper echelons of the FBI, this would go all the way up to the director, Christopher Wray. And to the White House. You know why I know that? Because I'm not stupid. As well as the Department of Justice, it would go all the way up to the Attorney General Merrick Garland. This is beyond special circumstances. Remember that uh, that coal fire bunker that was smoldering on the uh, in the belly of the SS Titanic that I told you about? It's a fire now. Special circumstances are, you know, subpoenas that are involving a, a politician or a clergy member or a member of law enforcement. Those are special circumstances. But for a former president, I mean, this is just this is earth-shattering news and. I can tell you that uh, after the approvals were, were gotten from, from the Department of Justice and the FBI, this would have had to go before a magistrate, and we've, we've already heard, you know... Folks a low-level magistrate, by the way. ...on CBS talking about that, about how that process works to then dispatch a group of FBI agents to execute a search warrant, and the search warrant would be specific. It doesn't allow you to go in, kick in a door and rifle through everything, it will have an itemized, listed, delineated um, set of circumstances for what the agents can search for. A lot of things happened over the weekend. We had a uh, bill, a spending and tax bill that was uh, voted on where 87,000 IRS agents were added for enforcement. The FBI raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago 30 FBI agents at once. This on the heels of Donald Trump saying that he was going to, in his second term, wholesale fire at least 50,000 members of the deep state across many agencies. 
This is not a coincidence. Let's go to Tariq in Ellicott City. Hello, Tariq. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your uh, thoughts, please. Yes, uh, thank you very much. This is a bridge too far. There was a fella named Napoleon who thought that he could invade Russia. That was a bridge too far. He got his tootsies frozen off. There was a fella named Hitler, 150 years later, decided he was going to invade the USSR. He got his tootsies frozen off. These people, the people who are running the United States of America, Barack Hussein Obama, Susan Rice, and Valerie Jarrett, have taken a step too far. Because although there are crazy people called liberal Democrats, there are swing voters in the middle. They're not registered Democrats. They're not registered Republicans. They're going to see that this is now the police state called the United States of America. Just like on 9-11, when I heard a plane struck the Twin Towers, I happened to know that piece of real estate. There's no flight path there to LaGuardia, to JFK. You can't just fly a plane into uh, the uh, the Twin Towers, what, you reach for a cigarette and all of a sudden you hit the Twin Towers? No, this was intentional. I said to myself, I don't know what happened, but this is Pearl Harbor all over again. This is the same thing. These people, drunk with power, drunk with corruption, are headed to attempt to destroy America, and they've been only doing this for, uh, for 10 years. But yeah. now we see it, and the swing voters are going to turn against them, and that's going to be the end of the liberal Democratic Party. And I want you to know, although I voted for Mr. Trump two times, and I was very sad that he lost the last election, it was stolen from him, obviously, uh, I am now very happy because these evil people, had Trump won the last election, had it not been stolen from him, these evil people would have been waiting. They're very patient. Yeah. They're very patient. They would have been waiting until some individual not as strong as Mr. Trump would come and be the Republican president, and then they would just eviscerate him. Yeah. Mr. Trump had to lose that election in order to come back and do the house cleaning that is going to happen that he has to do. All right, Tariq, I can't add anything to it, man. That was beautiful. Thank you for calling. Do appreciate it. we got to take a break. Victor, you hold on. You'll be up next. More sound, including from Laura Trump and Eric Trump and Mark Levin and me. This is The Rob Carson Show. Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. There is no justification for sending 30 friggin' FBI agents to the former president's compound in Mar-a-Lago in early morning and conducting themselves this way or in any other cases in which they've done exactly the same thing. The FBI is corrupt. This guy Garland goes after parents. He goes after Republican uh, uh, state legislatures. He goes after states. He disagrees with their abortion positions. He doesn't do a damn thing to protect the border, which is compelled by the Constitution. Nothing. So let's be clear. This is the worst attack on this republic in modern history. And I'm going to... And I'm going to tell Merrick Garland, and I am going to tell the FBI, and I am going to tell the Biden administration and the DHS and all of these corrupt agents, including the IRS, that if you take Donald Trump down, which you won't, you got 74 million more of us to get through. 
and you can have all the agents in the world you want, and it isn't going to matter a hill of beans. When you consider that 75-plus percent of the military support Donald Trump, and so do 400, I should say, 74 million Americans who are well-armed intellectually and are not going to take this lying down. Not going to take it lying down. I want to make a a point of personal privilege this morning because uh, the show is growing dramatically. It's uh, growing across the country. I know that uh, uh, Donald Trump actually listens to the radio show, among other things. And uh, I got a very wonderful note this morning. You've heard me talk about a friend of mine named Brian I met because I was a passenger in his taxi back in the uh, mid-90s. He was a taxi driver. And he went on to become an entrepreneur, and he was a National Guard soldier at the time. Since then, he has served and, uh, and uh, actually has um, uh, some, uh, some injuries because of his, uh, his service to our country. And I found out that he's listening this morning, my dear friend Brian, on KSCO in uh, Monterey. Brian, it's great, 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 great to have you on listening to the show, my good friend. I hope that I'm not disappointing you, bruh. Here is Laura Trump last night. Laura Trump talking about the raid of Donald Trump's home we heard last hour. Dick Morris saying that Donald Trump was in great spirits. He was ebullient because he knows that the federal government went a step too far. I have spoken to my father-in-law, and I got to tell you, you know, he's as shocked as anybody. I think for someone and anyone, quite frankly, who loves this country and believes in America, this should shake you to your core. What has happened today? This is a very clear demarcation in the history of America. Uh, Never before, as many of your guests have already talked about, Will, have we... Remember that that, uh, thing people were talking about, about maybe uh, the Republicans getting both houses of Congress and Donald Trump being named Speaker of the House and then Joe Biden being impeached and Nancy Pelosi and then uh, President Trump uh, becoming the president again? You know, that doesn't sound so far-fetched right now. Seen something like this happen, where an unannounced raid by the FBI... I'm not saying it will, but man, that'd be fun. ...is conducted on a former president of the United States. Think about this. If this is what they're able to do to the former president of the United States, think about what they could do to anybody in America. 87,000 new IRS agents. Boom. The, the bottom line here is that these uh, documents that have been in question have been, everybody's been cooperating. Everybody from my father-in-law's team has been cooperating with the FBI, with any authority that asked for anything up until now. And there was no need to make such a big scene to do something this insane, quite frankly. You've got state and federal officials who have been going after Donald Trump. Uh, for everything for the last five years, and they have gotten D-word, absolutely D-word, for their efforts. Um, To a former president. But I think everybody clearly knows, Will, what is going on here. This is about weaponizing the justice system, as it has been so many times in the past, against somebody who you politically do not like. They detest Donald Trump, not just on the Democrat side, but the general establishment, because he's not one of them, because he doesn't play their game. They are terrified he's going to announce any day that he's...
he's running for president in 2024, and this is a very convenient way to just throw a little more mud on Donald Trump as though they haven't already done enough. It's uh, made to disqualify him from being able to run again. That's what it's all about. Meghan McCain even had a come-to-Jesus moment. If they don't have the goods, the unprecedented raid is proof the deep state wants to destroy Donald Trump. I would say also the country, how ironic they've made him a martyr and a better bet than ever for the White House in 2024. Your calls, 800-922-6680. Victor, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show, and just when you think that the American people cannot be served another indignity, and we've seen them time and time again. We were told that uh, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, was not real. It was uh, Russia collusion. It was Russian disinformation. Leakers inside the FBI literally said that the uh, FBI labeled it uh, misinformation or disinformation and hid it from the American public through the election until this day, actually. Among other things, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, Russia collusion with uh, Donald Trump proved to be a lie. A lot of tax money spent going after that. And then yesterday, to top it all, Mar-a-Lago raided an unprecedented move by a corrupt FBI. Joining me on the phone right now on the Newsmax hotline, Colonel John Mills, U.S. Army Colonel, retired former director of cybersecurity policy, and uh, the Department of Defense uh, joins us on the phone. I asked him earlier this morning, how is days going? Uh, Colonel, would you like to repeat what you said about how your days going so far, sir? Thank you, Rob. Uh, always an honor to be with you. Well, uh, we had a former president's uh, residence uh, raided uh, in an unprecedented coordination and collusion of um, the legislative branch uh, and a, a illegitimate committee and the DOJ. Uh, we have China firing ballistic missiles over Taiwan, not not to the sides of Taiwan. Uh, and we have China ignoring General Milley's call. Other than that, everything's going just ducky. Now, let me ask you this before we dive into what happened yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. Clearly, there are uh, there are some uh, bad actors in the world who may look at this as an opportunity to act militarily or otherwise. You, as a uh, long-standing member of the U.S. military, what do you see of our enemies and uh, them t- possibly taking advantage of this? Uh, they they re, they study everything. China is the main game. Russia is a sideshow and a and a very junior sidekick. China studies everything in immense detail, and I know that from years of having to deal with China, and it is almost comical the level of detail. Now, now they're under huge duress at home, uh, sh- food shortage, energy shortages, shortages, financial crisis. But wait a minute, I think we're going through that. Yeah, and they see it, and they are they are gauging when is the right time to move. Now, uh, they are firing missiles. See, I had to get this from a Japanese self-defense force brief, not a DOD brief, wow. a Japanese self-defense who identified that, oh, by the way, the Chinese are firing ballistic missiles over Taiwan, and not just way up into space over, which is potentially allowable under international treaties, 
they're firing it right and landing right on the other side of Taiwan. This is a huge provocation, a violation of U.S. law, the Taiwan Relations Act. And there are huge changes coming to the Taiwan Relations Act in a very strong bipartisan support. But this is we should be sounding alarm bells. We should be reinforcing the, the U.S. Seventh Fleet. We should be coordinating with Japan, Australia, India. We should be surging uh, uh, anything that Taiwan needs to defend itself because they will fight and Japan will fight for, for them. But wow. we need to surge now. But they see the chaos. They see the chaos. And instead, uh, the occupant of the White House is uh, expending uh, what I would say is an unlawful activity of swarming and attacking a uh, president's uh, home, a former uh, president who was out of office let, at the moment. Let me ask you this, and I presented this to other people, and I've said that there is no reason for China to go to war with the United States, particularly because they, uh, first of all, we are there, uh, they are a, uh, a sucker fish on the side of us. We are the great white shark. Uh, they, cannot, they cannot exist financially without us buying their goods. Second of all, they're also getting, they're getting all of the spoils of war without going to war in this president and this administration. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, they live off of the American ATM, and uh, it's, it's, um, it's the Wall Street funds, such as BlackRock, that are corrupt and feed China all the cash they need. There's been very insidious changes in the largest uh, investment fund of the world, the Thrift Savings Program for uh, the American government, uh, the uh, federal government, civilians, and now... It is the retirement fund for uniform military. The old retirement for the military is gone and is going to the rearview mirror. And there's been changes where they're essentially loaning the money out of our thrift savings program. This is outrageous. Wow. They live off of the American ATM. Uh, the, uh, the current administration is either too ideologically wacko or corrupt or even potentially bought off. And uh, and and is feeding them our money while they pour fentanyl and kill Americans. Uh, and uh, big media just goes ho hum. We're, t- we're talking to uh, Colonel John Mills. Uh, he's written a book called "The Nation Will Follow." We'll get to that in one second here. Uh, what about uh, Ukraine and Russia? We are giving them more money uh, per annum than their GDP, uh, and we have not seen any advancement of Ukrainians. Uh, we did see the Ukrainian president and his wife. Doing a photo shoot for Vanity Fair. Uh, in the meantime, which says to me, and and you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I believe that this money is a slush fund. I believe that we are not monitoring where it's going because we uh, Ukraine is deeply corrupt. Uh, the the uh, the Biden family are deeply corrupt, and I believe, speaking of retirement funds, a lot of congressmen are going to be leaving in November, uh, either retiring or being beaten. And I wonder how many are patenting their nest with money we're sending without being monitored to Ukraine. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is an absolute mess. I have to be clear, I, I even as corrupt as Ukraine is and, and may be, and I've had to deal with Ukraine for years, going back to the Obama years when I was in government, I always was in support of giving them the minimum essential self-defense supplies under very tight control with no, uh, what do you say, no trainers, no advance force operations or operators. That's a very, very, that means something very significant. No nothing, a very minimum number of javelins and stingers. In, and I said, be careful, do not allow Congress and the administration to go crazy. And that's exactly what's happened. Now they are flooding and we're 
probably getting about a 70% loss ratio on what is actually going. Now, there, and, and, and to be full, I'm always going to call balls and strikes fairly. There are a lot of Ukrainians that are are not seeing the goodness of what we're supposedly sending them. Now, there's I've done so many of these train and equip. I've done so many of these these transfers. They are complicated. There is always a certain element of loss, but this is crazy. I mean, we're, we're seeing a 70% loss of material, and we don't even know truth. And there's probably some poor 06 uh, on the joint staff and the J4 who's – it's their job to uh, manage the spread tree, spread, spread tree, uh, spreadsheet of truth as to what has actually made it there. I would love to see that spreadsheet. I think we, we, we have to get to the bottom of this, sir. I mean, uh, Colonel John Mills, we have to get to the bottom of this. This will have to be investigated after the election, and the only way that that, that, uh, we can uh, win this election is with steadfast resolve, the kind that we saw during the Revolutionary War. I'm talking about, I believe this is a turning point for the country, with 85% of the country saying the country is going in the wrong way. And I'm talking about a peaceful revolution, by the way. But I don't recall, it's certainly in my in my lifetime, I'm not sure about yours, sir, but have you ever seen anything like this? The culmination of five years of prosecution and the the uh, the invasion of a former president's residence. Have you ever seen anything like this? Absolutely without president's, uh, precedence in post-World War II history. Uh, and, and this is, we cannot go on with this kind of behavior. This, I would, again, I would assert the DOJ slash FBI is acting as a police force for an illegitimate uh, committee in Congress that does not allow cross-examination, does not yes. allow opposing witnesses, yes. uh, is not fully represented. They are acting as the Stasi for yes. an illegitimate uh, legislative branch committee. They are going to rue the day they set this precedent, and uh, uh, this is this is horrible. Uh, anybody who believes in functional society and governance under a small L liberal democratic republic should be outraged. And you know, Jonathan Turley uh, had an article just before this came out about red states need to form their own NATO to stare down mm. uh, and deter and defeat the blue state and and their behavior. Oh, I like that. I really like that a lot. That is that is a great idea, actually. Uh, uh, red states, or I say Republican states, I hate that red nonsense. It was fed to us in 2007 when Barack Obama was running for office. It's nonsense. Red has always been the cover of co- color of communism. It's the cover, color of the Democrat Party. That said, uh, that is a brilliant idea. Let's talk about your book, The Nation Will Follow. Give me a, give me a synopsis uh, what you wrote about considering your wealth of expertise in the uh, defense department with, with cyber security and whatnot oh thank you uh, well so the nation will follow pre-order will be up this coming thursday okay. and so this is this is my realization uh, there were several events where i realized i was smack dab in the middle while i was in government of spygate and uh, wow. so it was a four-year journey to my uh, 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 delivery to the Durham investigation um, uh, state months because I had to update them as more truth came out, which corrupt corroborated uh, an established fact over other events that I was in. And I realized, oh my, I, I was I was deep right in the middle, and it was happening right around me. Wow. I mean, this goes all the way back to 2010. I was asked to do a chronology back to 2010. Things really spun up, uh, uh, though, for the current uh, 
for the current phase uh, and the spying on Trump in summer uh, or spring of 2016. And behind closed doors, there was great talk about uh, uh, what was going on with the candidates, especially Trump. Uh, also, I, I give some tidbits in the book. Not everything I can talk about because uh, well, not everything has been sure. released. Sure. But uh, but I found myself at a, a seminal dinner in London in October uh, with a key figure who shouted uh, that Trump was a Russian asset. And everybody looked at this as this third day before the election. The Russia story really wasn't a thing. And all the elites uh, that were at this dinner in London thought it was all a joke anyway, because Hillary was going to beat Trump. Uh, so this was and that person. I, I, the only thing I could think of was they were sent by Comey to be there because they were there to coordinate yes. and visit with chief of station in London, Gina Haspel. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Let me, yeah. let me let me ask you this. Barack Obama said that he wanted to fundamentally change uh, America. Um, I have said that this uh, everything we've seen the last two years has been the the culmination of the efforts of the class of 1968. This is the blossoming of the Marxist flower that they've tried to plant here. Do you believe yesterday we snipped that flower off, or do you believe that uh, that this is uh, perhaps we're in the middle or just the beginning of an attempt to overthrow? our way of life yeah this this is uh, 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 uh the, the rubicon has been crossed there is no going back at this point in time this has set an ugly ugly precedent now and and, and it's in my book because my book is not just about where i what i witnessed in my and and in my and what i shared with the durham investigation I give an action plan because we learned a hard lesson in 2020. We learned that it's all about the county because the title of the book yeah. is that the nation will follow. And that's because of my theme, secure your county and the nation will follow. So we learned a hard lesson. The country was stolen behind my back while I was outward facing, staring down the foreign threat. Most American citizens uh, were not paying attention and had not were not really participating at the local level. And like you said, the class of '68 knew the, the center of gravity and the source of power was the, the county. So you have to dominate that the action plan for Americans. You need to turn out in force to dominate the county council, the school board, the yes, election sir. board, the yes, registrar, sir. the judges, the sheriffs and the prosecutors. You have to dominate these seven. They work for you. You don't work for them. I think this yeah. is fascinating. We are in we are in troubled times, and and I do believe that this is our December seventh. To be quite honest, uh, not a call to arms, but certainly a call to uh, wake up America. Eighty five percent of the American people say we're going in the wrong direction. This is the bellwether moment that brings liberal and conservative together. I really believe it, and we realize how close we've come to the precipice of what was the Soviet Union, what was the failed experiment of uh, Cuba, what was the uh, is the failed experiment of North Korea and. China. Uh, Dr. Or, Dr. Colonel John Mills, thanks for joining me. When does the book come out? The Nation Will Follow. So this coming Thursday, uh, it'll be uh, out for uh, pre-order. Uh, so this Thursday, The Nation Will Follow. 
and I'll share you the website. So, so Thursday, you'll know the exact website. Very good. Keeping a little bit of a secret here, but, uh, but I got a lot of support, a lot of coaching, a lot of big names, uh, really helped out with this. So okay. I really, uh, I really appreciate this. You bet. Absolutely. Uh, Colonel, thank you very much. Let's have you on again as this develops. I know that a lot of things are going to be thrown at the fan before November, and I'd love to have your thoughts. Thank you for your time today and good luck with the book. And we'll have you on again soon. Rob, thank you so much. Always an honor to be here. Absolutely. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's The Rob Carson Show. My father never got so much as a speeding ticket in his life, you know, until he made one decision, and that's to go down the escalators of Mar-a-Lago and spend a lot of money and go and actually fight for this country for the first time. And he did a better job than anybody has ever done. And they started coming after him. The Washington Post, the day he won, 2016, the day he won, November 8th, that night they wrote an article. This is when impeachment begins. He wasn't president. He hadn't been elected for less. You know. Think about the indignities they've served you and the Trump family since then. So for five minutes at that point, and they start, this is when impeachment begins. And then he's impeached the first time. And then he was impeached a second time. And they slandered him. And they belittled him. You know, they went after him. They went after all of us. There's no family in American history that has taken more arrows in the back than the Trump family every single time. And you know what? It's gone on past politics. You look at the attorney generals, you look at district attorneys all over the country. All they want to do is they want to get Donald Trump. They raise money on it. They send fundraising emails about it. They brag on camera about it. They go after him. They subpoena him. I'm probably the most subpoenaed person in the history of the United States. Every single day we get another subpoena. And they do it for one reason because they don't want Donald Trump to run and win again in 2024. That is Eric Trump. And by the way, our uh, intelligence agencies consider, and the FBI considers the Gasden flag and the Betsy Ross flags hate symbols. They have said that the, uh, the greatest threat America faces is Trump supporters. Seriously. The, everything that says Trump supporter the FBI and our intelligence agencies, our Justice Department, considers to be enemies of the state. The state is the enemy. Let's go to Victor in Silver Spring. Victor, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, sir? Well, I hope he does run. Uh, run. Declare it sooner the better. Yeah. And the question has been asked, can somebody who has been indicted, can they still run? The answer is yes. And since you lived and worked in D.C., you probably remember Marion Barry, who oh God, got yes. busted for crack cocaine, went to jail, yes. turned around, ran for city council in Ward 8, and won. So having said that, Trump wow. needs to declare that he's running. The sooner the better. And let, the, let it go. Victor, I, I uh, think you're right, actually. I was kind of worried when you went down the crack direction that you might say that Hunter Biden might run for president. I was a little concerned there, Victor. <laughs> no, but, but, um... but, but great thoughts. You're absolutely right. He does. And, uh, and I, really, I really do believe this is the moment. This is our December the 7th. This is the moment that uh, we come together and realize that the state is out for us. 
Uh, it's not just about going after Donald Trump. This in, uh, in uh, combination with 87,000 IRS jackbooted thugs approved by Democrats in Congress against the will of the American people, it should paint a very clear picture about the trajectory of the country under Democrat leadership and how it has to stop. Thanks for the call. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. Last hour, the Rob Carson Show right ahead. Got a lot of audio we need to get to, including some audio from... uh, uh, Sebastian Gorka, uh, Catherine Herridge, oddly enough, uh, from CBS. She's a terrific reporter, actually. Um, among other, Jim Jordan, uh, a lot of stuff I haven't had a chance to get to today because I wanted to focus on this because I'm just done with this nonsense. I'm done with this nonsense. First hour of the show, talk to Dick Morris. He's got this new book out called The Return. If you want to get a free copy of it, just go to thereturn911.com. He says that there are three obstacles that uh, Donald Trump faces that will be placed before him before he runs again. Yesterday, one of them fell. Now, I know that you probably sat in front of your television or or listened to your radio uh, in bewilderment, ebbing from being really pissed off to uh, frustrated. This is what Dick Morris said about a conversation he had with Donald Trump last night about the state of mind of our president. Last, last night he was happy, he was up, he said, they finally showed their hand, they finally yes. overreached. Nobody's going to put up with this. This is going to sweep the country and make clear what I've been trying to say about this administration. And here is a little bit more uh, with regard to his conversation. They had the momentum, they thought with the January 6th committee. They had people scratching their heads and saying, boy, I didn't know Trump was this bad. And I didn't know he tried to deny it. You know, he tried to topple. The kangaroo court almost worked. The government to incite a riot. Then it becomes clear that they have nothing on them. And that sits out there for a while. Then they say, well, we've weakened Trump with his base. But he sweeps the Arizona primaries. Oh, no, he's girded us. We are, we're much stronger than we've ever been. Sweeps the Michigan primaries, yes. Yes. elects all of his candidates. Yeah. Then they say, well, we can generate a primary by getting DeSantis to run against him. Then yesterday, DeSantis announces that he's joining a unity tour with Trump, where they're going to go to five different states and meet only with Trump-endorsed candidates and urge people to vote for them in the election. And then after that, they raid Mar-a-Lago. In other words, once it becomes clear that Trump has this nomination, shows up. There you go. And he does, by the way. So we choose as a nation whether we want to go the way of Tiananmen Square or the Berlin Wall. Whether we be fodder for tank treads or we knock the wall over. I'm going to go with B. Let's go to Steve in Darlington, Maryland. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts today, sir? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for speaking out. Uh, it was an important show. Um, hey, yeah, I, want, I heard uh, Kevin McCarthy. I know he's getting some praise. Uh, he's, he's threatening to do another investigation and uh, uh, 
to my mind, that, that's not going to go nearly far enough. We don't, we don't need another investigation. Uh, what, what Congress is going to, uh, when Republicans take over, they're going to have the power of the person. They really, uh, uh, I think it's, yep. they, they got to start getting, getting, uh, getting a spine. Uh, they, the Justice Department doesn't get a penny until they get major reforms, uh, including everybody that was involved with this raid. And I'm not just talking about the people at the top. I mean everybody involved in the raid needs to be out or reassigned or something. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I really hope we can retire this canard that I hear a lot of conservative commentators using. Not, not you, but, uh, you know, this problem is just at the top of the FBI. Uh, this, this goes right through, uh, you know. The, yes. the head of the fish has been rotten for so long that the entire fish is rotten now. Yeah, Steve, um, I, I thought it was funny. Did you find it funny yesterday that the, the Biden administration literally said they were blindsided by this? They they basically said the FBI was on their own uh, because the, I think they realized at that moment they've really well, they've really screwed the pooch, Steve. Um, well, I, I guess you're right. I mean, you know, my thoughts on that, I, I don't doubt Biden didn't know about it. But he probably, he, he told, he's probably forgotten about it. But, he doesn't but, know his know, middle name, you know, Steve. What do you want? You know who approved it was, was, I'm sure, Obama and Susan Wright and all his people. I guarantee you they knew about it before <laughs> yeah, it happened. 100%. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's um, – but like I said, I, I really wish – you know, the, the Freedom Caucus, I think, I would like them to get together with McCarthy and put out a strong statement that they're going to stand firm – uh, and uh, and they're gonna, not going to give the uh, Justice Department any money until they they're guaranteed that they've got reforms. Including, by the way, we need some reforms uh, to the courts too. Oh yes, uh, Congress has power of all the courts, and we got to get all these political cases out of the D.C. court. That's that's 100 percent within Congress's purview to decide what uh, what classes of cases get uh, get heard in what court, and they need to get them out of any political cases need to get out of that D.C. court. And into a court where with a, a true jury of the jury of that peers. We also uh, need an investigation of the January sixth uh, uh, prisoners, uh, the punishment that they've endured. They need to indict. They need to impeach. They need to remove. They need to incarcerate and repeat. Steve, right. that's and, it. It's and, not about and, hearings. It's about hell to pay. It's about people what, paying that, for crimes. We don't. We don't need another Benghazi style where everybody gets Correct. up there and grandstands and and then it all gets shut down and nothing happens. They, the only power that this Congress is going to have with the Republicans in charge is the power of the purse, and they need to use it, and they need to get a spine. All right, Steve, thank you very much. I appreciate it, brother. I do appreciate the uh, phone call. Let's do a little uh, <clears throat> palate cleanser here. This is new from Jim Gossett about the deep state. They took it nice and sleazy. The DOJ is sleazy. I want people to go to jail. Stalin-esque thuggery. Mar-a-Lago, they invaded. The law was violated. They'll be incarcerated. It's such hypocrisy. The FBI's disgraceful and so corrupt. I know America will soon erupt. <laughs> I hope that in November this nation will remember they're rotten to the core. For a long time, people. And 
nice and sleazy won't stand. The FBI will disband. Blow them up. Figure nice and sleazy won't stand anymore. Like the man says, hit the door. Come on. <laughs> nice and sleazy won't stand. Christopher Ray will can. Bye-bye. Nice and sleazy won't stand anymore. I think Christopher Ray will look good in orange. Yes, sir. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. Stephen Miller is uh, a savant, man. This guy, I cannot figure him out. All I know is that he is freaking brilliant. He's kind of an oddball, but he's freaking brilliant. Here's Stephen Miller's thought on what happened in Mar-a-Lago yesterday with the FBI raid. This is an abomination. You have the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden, through his Justice Department, through his FBI, conducting a raid on the person who is presumed to be his opponent in the next election and also the 45th president of the United States. As President Trump pointed out in his statement, it is risable that this would be purportedly done in the name of document preservation from the leaks we've seen when Hillary Clinton used an off-book server for years to conduct classified state business and at the same time money was being funneled by the millions into the Clinton Foundation with the very people she was doing business with that to this day has never been investigated, not by the FBI, not by the IRS, not by anybody. We are truly living in a situation where the FBI has become a Praetorian Guard from Rome, where they take it unto themselves to decide who wields power in this country. Ka-boom. I need me some Jim Jordan action here. It is going to change, and I appreciate the leader's statement, and that's exactly what needs to happen. But even before that, this Friday, we're going back to vote on this stupid bill that the Democrats passed out of the Senate yesterday. So we will be there all day Friday. I'll be so the uh, IRS can do to us what the FBI is doing to Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Not kidding. In Thursday night, Merrick Garland, Chris Ray, come to the House Judiciary Committee this Friday and answer our... Come on, face your accusers, you weak. Questions about this action today, which has never happened in American history. What was on the warrant? What were you really doing? What were you looking for? Why not talk to President Trump and have him give the information you're after? This is unbelievable. And understand the history here. One year ago, it was the, the Merrick Garland using the Patriot Act against parents. One day ago, it was 87,000. Merrick Garland needs to go to jail. Agents in a bill the Democrats passed to go harass Americans from the IRS. And today, we have the raid of a former. So does Alan. Alejandro Mayorkas. President's home in America? So, heck, we, we deserve answers now, and this Friday would be a good time. James Comey. Jerry Nadler, call up Christopher Ray, call up Mara Garland, bring him in front of the House Judiciary Committee so we can ask him the questions that the American people deserve answers to. We are facing real threats in our country. We are experiencing an unparalleled crime wave in our country. We are experiencing murders. People getting fentanyl disguised as prescription meds on the black market that are murdering young people done by China.
And what is the FBI focusing on? Remember, oh, when on. it came to the school boards targeting parents using domestic terrorism, against, uh, uh, counterterrorism measures against parents, we know the White House was in communications with the School Board Association and the DOJ before the left-wing political organization, the National School Board Association, ever wrote the letter. So the idea that they didn't know about this, I find very hard to believe. And Victor made a great point. These people are evil. Think of the difference between... I am not, I am not mincing my words. The people who are down with this are evil. Jim Comey in this. Jim Comey leaked the Comey memos with the purpose of getting a special counsel to investigate President Trump. That's what he did. And now they're, they're, they're raiding President Trump's home. So this, this double standard, we're all sick and tired of seeing it. Frankly, I'm sick and tired of talking about it. But it is real and it is wrong. Voters say that the federal bureaucracy is too big and focused on rushing a political agenda rather than serving Americans. Convention of States, which we really need, in partnership with the Trafalgar Group, one of the most accurate pollsters in 2016, say the majority of voters now fundamentally believe that the federal government, which exists to serve and protect citizens, is no longer on their side. They see the government as too large, too invasive, and as an obstacle to their living the American dream. Nearly two-thirds of sought-after Hispanic voters agree. This represents a major shift in the political landscape. That's according to Mark Meckler, the former CEO of Parler and, and president of the Convention of States Action. 58.6% of voters believe the federal bureaucracy in Washington, D.C., like the EPA, CDC, IRS, have grown too large and only serve their political uh, interests. 33% of voters believe federal bureaucracies in Washington, D.C., like the EPA, CDC, IRS, serve the American public and are a useful and effective way to implement laws of their high at this point. 55% of independents believe federal bureaucracies are too large and benefit their only political interests. 89% of Republicans, 17% of Democrats. And all of it is becoming crystal clear. Perhaps America in its middle age has finally had its cataracts removed. More on this, plus Estelle, you hold on, you'll be up next. Also, Seb Gorka's comments on a declaration of war against you and me. That is coming up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's an election year, and a whole lot of Democrats have electile dysfunction. That is simply not true. It's The Rob Carson Show. I'm thinking Rage Against the Machine is pretty appropriate, to be quite honest. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, friend of this radio program, also uh, Newsmax contributor last night on the FBI, uh, showing its hand yesterday as a last resort. Well, I suspect it has to do with some uh, investigations leading toward Donald Trump and some of his uh, associates. But again, the law is clear. You don't engage in a raid unless you've exhausted all the other remedies unless you believe that the person raided will destroy the evidence uh raids are not there was no evidence of that on a first recourse in america they're a last recourse and so uh the government will have to show a court eventually that they exhausted all other possibilities or they had a reasonable basis for believing that the evidence would be destroyed if it was sought in the normal legal course of events through subpoena raids are a last resort but today 
in many instances, it's being used as a first resort. The same thing yeah. is true. With the, they're supposed to be last resorts. You write a letter to the lawyer saying, please show up in front of a judge, and that's the way it usually works. But in order to get on television, they have a lot of these raids where people are arrested, put in handcuffs, sometimes put in leg shackles, bailed and eyed. Yeah. Presumption still applies, but it's applied only in theory, but not in practice. This is a Stalin-esque attack on Donald Trump. Show me the man, I will show you the crime. Joseph Stalin's chief of the secret police, Lavrentia Beria, used this, coined this term. He targeted the man first, the citizen first, then proceeded to find or fabricate a crime. That's what they're attempting to do with what they found at Donald Trump's house last night. That's what 87,000 IRS agents, new IRS agents, has passed by Congress this weekend in a massive spending bill. That's what they're going to do to you and me. Here's a little bit more from Alan Dershowitz. The law is clear. You don't engage in a raid unless you've exhausted all the other remedies, unless you believe that the person raided. Okay, we've already heard that. Let's go to Estelle in uh, in Santa Clara, the home of lovely KSCO. Estelle, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts today. Oh, hi, Mr. Carson. How are you? I'm glorious. What's going on? Well, I, I'm feeling that uh, this is really the last straw. This is like the nail in the coffin uh, for what they are doing for yeah. pre to President Trump. They've tried and tried and tried everything, and there's nothing left unless someone has, has betrayed him uh, while he was still in the White House and, and planted some, something in his, in his boxes. That's what, you know, I, yep. I was thinking about that yes. last night. So he has enemies. You know, the enemies are there, and he does not know who, who probably his enemies were at the time. Yeah. So what, what, can you tell me what will happen now? What are they planning? Because we are facing a demonic dark time in America. And well, this it, is a communist, communist way. Well, here it is, and here's the headline. Trump could be banned from holding a public office if he is found guilty of mishandling classified White House records. And the legal saga will be huge development for his 2024 hopes. That's according to legal experts. That's according to the U.K. Daily Mail. That's what it's all about, Estelle. It's about making sure that he can never run again. This on the heels of a 171-10 and 10 record in endorsing Republican candidates this electoral season. They see the writing on the wall. They see their end. And that's what they're trying to do, Estelle. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Let's uh, listen to some, uh, let me see if I got it here. The uh, Sebastian, where's Sebastian Gorka? Here is uh, Seb Gorka with uh, some great insights about what is going on in America. What does it mean? Number one, it is final. Never before in the history of our republic has the Federal Bureau of Investigations raided the private residence of a former president. That is exactly what happened a few minutes ago. What does it mean? Number one, it is final unequivocal proof to all Americans, whoever you voted for, that the FBI is now the political police arm of the Democrat Party and this administration. Now, I've got more from Seb Gorka, but you heard what he just said there. That is absolutely true. 
And what they want to do to the IRS, they want to double the size of the IRS, make it one of the largest departments in the government. 87,000 new agents, 57% of the money goes to enforcement. That means going after you. That means assuming you are guilty before proving yourself innocent, and they know you can't afford the legal defense. That's what they're going to do. That's what they want to do. And if they get away with this with Donald Trump, they'll do it to you. More from Seb Gorka and more thoughts on the other side of this. They can do this to the president of the United States, the man who won 74 million votes. They can do it to you, to anyone. And lastly, most important of all, it means that they have failed. They have tried everything else. Two impeachments, a January 6th committee, spurious charges, allegations in New York, and they have failed to stop President Trump. They are desperate because they have failed. He is running. But rest assured, this act by the FBI, by Merrick Garland, the DOJ, and the White House that had to approve all of it is a declaration of war against peaceful American citizens. I said this last week, the week before, the Democrats are trying to start a war. I really believe that. What do we do with this, this moment? I said we've got two choices. My first year in radio, 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall and Tiananmen Square. Two governments that were out of control, two governments that uh, had secret police, two governments that uh, attempted uh, and succeeded in many ways to quell speech and dissent, two governments with different approaches to ruling over their people, but they were totalitarian, and we can choose to be, because our government is very much like them. I said to you, I watched Moscow on the Hudson over the weekend, and I was, I was remembering, because in 1984 that movie came out, when the Soviet Union was still around, and I marveled at how close we are to that. So we have to decide whether we want to be tank fodder, like those at Tiananmen Square, or we want to be the peaceful protesters at the Berlin Wall who took it down with sledgehammers and brute force. That's what we need to decide what we want to do. Dan in uh, on Kent Island in Maryland. Hello there, Dan. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, sir? Well, I heard that sound bite of uh, Jim Jordan saying, you know, we need to bring people, we need to bring the people accountable and have them answer questions in front of Congress and everything. Like, they always do this. What questions ever get answered, especially by the FBI? They say uh, that's under, it's a, it's undergoing a investigation right now, so we can't comment on that. It's usually two or three hours of nothing. Like, yeah. what, what are we supposed to do here? What questions? Well, I have said that we need a um, Nuremberg-style trial for uh, all of the nonsense with regard to COVID. And now we have another uh, trial that I should be a, it should be a public trial before Congress with regard to uh, the FBI, with regard to uh, the, the uh, CDC, the DOJ, the NIH, the IRS. I think that's what's going to happen. It cannot just be a congressional inquiry. It has to be an indictment. It has to be an 
impeachment. It has to be removal, and it has to be incarceration. And then we repeat, Dan, uh, a bunch of stupid hearings with sound bites. It's not going to do it anymore, Dan. We've had enough. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly my point. But when? Where is the breaking point for the people of the United States to wake up and say we need to do something now? I mean, I feel like we're already pretty much lost. No, and we're here. We, we have arrived. We're, we're not lost, Dan. We've arrived. All right. I hear you. I hear you. No, I bro, I know. I understand the reticence in your voice. I understand. I know what you're saying. But I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, I get it, dude. They never do anything, right? Isn't it this we're up against? Way. They never do a damn thing. They go and they do sound bites, and that's all they care about, and then they move on. We can't let this happen this time. Thanks for the call. Barbara in Baltimore. Oh, my goodness, I've been waiting for Barbara's take on this. How you doing, my dear? Doing very well, and thank you for your optimism. You have, I mean, I've just been down in the dumps a little bit. I know. About a lot of things, but I'm telling you right now, they're not going to get away with this. I've got to give you my thoughts about what I think is happening here. Yes, yes. Um, even though... Uh, President Trump may or may not run in 2024. Um, and it has nothing to do with this, whether or not he would run, because they heard what he said at that meeting at CPAC. I heard that speech. I watched yeah. him the whole time, and he's resolute. He is going to fire people. He is going to clean house. And I think their biggest fear is why they pushed the button to move the way they did yesterday is that Donald Trump is going to be Speaker of the House in 2023. That is something they cannot stop. He doesn't have to be elected. He can be voted in. We need to take back this Congress because he's the one who's going to be strong enough to do it. Kevin McCarthy is not going to do what needs to get done. And I'm with you. I'm sick and tired of hearing hearings after hearing. I don't want a hearing. We need to have subpoenas. We need to have court, grand jury, indictment, and people cards away. Donald Barbara, do this as Speaker of the House. You, you've heard House. me. I, I said we need to tear the roof off the mother sucker. We yes. do. We need to tear the roof off of this. He's the only we, one who couldn't do it. And he uh, could be voted in as Speaker of the House because this thing is not going to be over. What they did yesterday cannot stop this. Only I know. people can stop it. That means we got to get out there and vote. All you finals, everybody who may have uh, supported people, especially here in Maryland, we have got to get behind Dan Cox, get behind these people, vote for him, and get him in the office so we can change this because they went for him yesterday, but they're coming for us tomorrow. Barbara, Barbara, we not only need to do this, but there may be a point where we need to shut the damned country down. That is, you guys who are long-haul truckers, stay home. You guys who are uh, construction workers, stay home. You guys who are uh, uh, obviously not done health care, you know, and necessary, but we are going to have to shut this sucker down. We are going to have to do like the farmers are doing in the Netherlands and shut the sucker down because this has got to end. If this is a victory, then it's over. Then it's over. And we aren't going there, Barbara, and I know you're with me on this. Go ahead. I'm with you 100%. That's what we've got to do. What I'd like to see happen is for Washington, D.C. to be shut down. The rest of the country yes, can operate yes. without those people in D.C. Yep. They need to get back to their district. They don't need to be in that swamp. They need to be in their district so they could be accounted to, accountable to the people who put them there. They go well, back I'm gonna to tell you. people two or three times a year. They should be living there. 
Barbara, I'm, I'm with you. I think they ought to stop all deliveries into Washington, D.C. I think the truckers ought to say we're not going there. We're not going to. And I'm sorry. If you live in Washington, D.C., sorry, 99% of you voted for Hillary Clinton. 99% of you voted for, for Joe Biden. So you know what? Shut the sucker down. Shut it, Shut it down. down. So when they go to Whole Foods, when AOC sends her little affiliate or whatever, her little intern to Whole Foods, make sure the damn shelves are empty. I'm done with this crap. Done with this crap. We're done with it. We're done. But I think he's going to be speaker. I really do. I feel it in my bones. And that's what, and, and because I know that's what he can do, and he could do it starting in January of 2023. We will see. We will see. Bernie Carrick. Uh, former uh, chief of police in uh, New York City, had this to say last night. And I want to say this with a, with a caveat, and I want you to think about this. Right now, the Supreme Court is conservative. Right now, we can reasonably, reliably believe that the Supreme Court will side on the side of Donald Trump and uh, the Constitution. All right. We can reasonably assume that right now, the only way that a Supreme Court justice can leave office is to retire, possibly be impeached or something much worse. Why do you suppose that this AG Merrick Garland, this FBI, this DOJ is doing nothing to protect conservative Supreme Court justices? I wish I didn't have to say this, but I believe the forces of darkness in the Democrat Party would not mind at all if a conservative justice were assassinated and Joe Biden and the Democrat Party would find the replacement. I do not put this past them, not at all. Or they would be taking decisive action considering one of our Supreme Court justices a uh, an assassin attempted to go after him. Here is Bernie Carrick with regard to Donald Trump, another obstacle to the Marxist dream of the class of 1968 currently inhabiting the White House. They said the Democrats want this guy so bad that they wouldn't put assassination behind it. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Mm. They've tried impeachment. They've tried another impeachment. They've tried one investigation after another. This is about one thing. This is about stopping him from running in 2024. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not into conspiracies. I'm not into anti-government rhetoric. This is the first time in my lifetime that I would say I am deathly afraid for Donald Trump. I would not put assassination behind these people. I've always been willing to fight for my country. This is the first time that I'm willing to fight for a president. I got to tell you, I've just had enough. And I wasn't even a big fan of Donald Trump when he was elected. What do I have in common with Donald Trump? He's a freaking billionaire, silver spoon. I'm a farm boy from Iowa, grew up poor. Went through a lot in my life. I don't have anything in common with Donald Trump. But I'm going to tell you, he did what he said he was going to do. And he went after the swamp in Washington, D.C. And the only reason why he's not the president right now 
is because the deep state and the Democrat Party took him out in 2020, and now they're going to do anything they can. And I'm willing to fight for him. I'm certainly willing to fight for the good and patriotic people of this country and my country. Michelle in Westminster. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Uh, You know what? I'm trying to stay optimistic and be a happy warrior. Go ahead. Well, this gives me hope. Believe it or not, their actions give me hope because I do know that Donald Trump has always been one step ahead of these folks. He told us that they were going to steal the election, and most of us did not listen. He knows what they're about to do, and he is ready for them. I have hope that this is all going to work out the way it is supposed to. And I would appreciate if everybody that is listening does the same thing. I know I'm, I'm yesterday. I threw stuff when it came across (laughs) my phone. I know. I know. And I instantly went into a foul mood. And I'm like, you SOBs and everything that went through everybody else's mind. And after I had a chance to calm down, I realized this is all part of it. When you're over the target, this is when you get the most flack. Boom. And for everybody, and and one of the things that I know that they're, they're worried about, here at the Indoor Center, I see an awful lot of the folks that come across the southern border. They love to play soccer. And those that I have spoken to, we have been talking here for the past couple of months of the dangerous journey that their folks have been making and the sex trafficking and the abuse and the rape and the murders and everything that are happening to their friends and their family members that are trying to get up here. Okay, real quick, go ahead. They're ready to join with us arm in arm. All we have to do is ask them. Michelle, they are. Why would they come across the border? Why would they make that perilous journey with the dream of the American dream and a Democrat party that hates America, hates them, hates the Constitution, hates babies being born, hates people of color? I could go on and on and on. Preaches CRT, wants to, uh, you know, put your kid on on transgender uh, hormones, uh, wants to prevent. I mean, I could go on and on. They're not going to come here and vote for this party. They the party has to be driven out of power. Michelle, I got to go. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant thoughts. Hang in there, okay? This will bring us together more than they ever imagined. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right, real quick, I want to go to Doug and uh, Glenn Burney before I uh, wrap things up here. Doug, your thoughts, man. What's going on? How you doing, Rob? You know, Glorious, I'm getting bro. used to you. I still miss Rush. But well, a lot of your previous callers stole a lot of my thunder. All right. But I'm, 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 I'm also concerned that there could be an assassination attempt on Mr. Trump and some of the Supreme Court justices. I always say that. And at the beginning of the year, you came right out and said, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to hang up and let someone else get in. Bye. All right, brother. Thank you. Yep. I waited a long time to do talk radio. 
Uh, you know, I'm in my mid-50s. I started in 1989. And I didn't start doing talk radio until about seven years ago. And this is my first foray into a syndicated radio program. And I had to go through a lot. One of the things I had to do was sell cars for three years. I also had to gain life experience. I also had to reconnect with my roots. I also had to uh, wait until I was, uh, the wisdom of my age would be, uh, would be uh, ripened like a fine wine. But I think that uh, we've come together, you and I, and I, and I mean this to each of you who are listening, we've come together at this moment for a reason in what is, I feel like, the most treacherous point in our history. And we're going to win. We're going to win it peacefully, and we're going to win. Before I go, I, I saved a little piece. This is a piece of a, 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 an inspirational video Donald Trump uh, did a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, I think. And then I'm going to compare it to something he put out today that you need to listen to. So let's do this. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Together, we will determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. We will face challenges. We will confront hardships. But we will get the job done. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Now, this was from a year and a half ago. All right. Let me see if I can find the other one here. Uh, here it is. This is I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to let this play and then we will uh, we'll take a break. Here it is released yesterday. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are I'm going to cut to the very end of this, and I will post this on social media. We will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down, as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. 
because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. There you go. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap things up on The Rob Carson Show. If you missed one second of the show today, go to the podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Uh, you'll hear Dick Morris and others. Stay optimistic. Don't catch the stupid. 